before we get to the episode, I just wanted to shout out to my fellow podcasters. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. I want to give something back to you guys as well. If you're looking for sponsors, affiliate links, ads, go on podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot co. And use my code Divine Healing by D to sign up and find sponsors. That's podmetrics.co. Referral code Divine Healing by D. Good luck. Welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today we have on Marie Regis. She is a licensed acupuncturist and certified Chinese herbalist. And she has a specialty in mind-body integration. She has over 20 years of experience in Asian healing arts. And she became licensed in acupuncture in 2007. She also has advanced training in up-ledger craniosacral therapy and somato emotional release. And over a 15-year period, she has studied classical acupuncture, essential oils, Chinese herbs, Chinese dietary therapy with Master Jeffrey Yuen, who's a Taoist priest and internationally recognized scholar in classical Chinese medicine. She's also an empath and she can tune in deeply to the nuances of an individual's condition. She has this keen ability to see the person behind the symptoms and get to the root of the problem. She leads workshops in meditation and Qigong, and she teaches these and other life-size skills to clients as needed. She's also an interfaith minister with the Universal Brotherhood Movement, and I met her at a fair where she was selling these beautiful crystals as well, so if you also want to get crystals from her, you can. Um, We're going to talk about uh, how to prevent colds, uh, some illnesses, We're going to talk about the emotional response behind certain illnesses and the mind-body connection. And maybe she'll give you a little bit of a background or just like a short summary about elements and how she can tell a person's character just by like their face. It's pretty interesting and I hope you enjoy the episode. Before I get to Marie, I think it's really important to discuss the yin and yang energy because that's probably going to be brought up a lot in the episode. So for anyone who doesn't really know what they mean or what they stand for, here's just a little bit of a background. Uh, Yin and yang appear in each aspect of existence, which we wish to understand, right? So in regards to temperature, cold is yin and hot is yang. In regards to activity, yin is passive or receptive while yang is active. Gender, yin is female and yang is male. In regards to luminosity, yin is dark, yang is light. Yang is activity, yin is rest. So these pairs of opposites always change in relation to each other. So it's kind of like a seesaw. The more heat there is, the less cold, the more light, the less dark. Nothing is ever completely yin or completely yang. Yin and yang mutually adjust themselves within their relationship. Uh, So I'm Marie Regis and I am a licensed acupuncturist and a healer. I've been working in healing arts since 1990, first as a massage therapist therapist. 
and then uh, adding different skills, you know, as the years went on, including craniosacral therapy, Reiki, um, essential oils, um, and more recently, um, I got cert- nationally certified in Chinese herbology. Terrific, terrific. I love all those things and they really helped me in life. So you Mm. wanted to mainly discuss uh, why right now we could really benefit from acupuncture in terms of preventing COVID, allergies, flus, colds. So uh, what can you tell us about receiving acupuncture and how it could benefit us at a time like this? Right. So acupuncture is part, of course, of a whole Chinese medical system that includes um, a pretty sophisticated um, theory of health and disease, how disease develops and how to reverse disease. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, in fact, Chinese medicine is... Uh, especially helpful in the treatments of cold and flu and in preventing some of the complications of cold and flu that can happen when it's improperly treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so acupuncture itself helps to uh, direct the qi or the life force in the body mm-hmm. in order to support organ function and also uh, basically strengthen areas that are weak and you know, clear obstruction or inflammation in the body, you know, or even, you know, reduce fever and do things like that. Um, But I'd like to talk a little bit about how, you know, what we think about how, what colds are. And, you know, so it's very, it's a different window on, Mm -hmm. on things, of course, than the way conventional medicine looks at it. Um, What, when we describe a cold, we, we classify it either as a wind cold or a wind heat. So wind being the precipitating factor. You know, you go out in a, in a, when there's a lot of wind, mm-hmm. it can um, predispose you to getting sick if you're not covered properly. So we say the wind causes a cold to come in to the body, to, to penetrate beyond the, the outs, outer layer of the body. And that we have... Um, uh, immune energy, basically defensive energy that runs between the skin and the muscles. And that in order to not catch cold when it's cold outside and you go out there, uh, especially if the wind is blowing, you want to really cover up uh, your skin, especially your head, mm-hmm. your, your neck area, the hands and feet, the extremities, um, and protect against the wind penetrating. Um, and what happens is uh, when we don't do that or it's just so cold out there is that the cold now penetrates in the outer layer, uh, sometimes in the neck area or at the nape of the neck. We have points that uh, by name are wind points. Um, uh, and so the wind can penetrate easily in those areas. So wearing a scarf is very important. And mm-hmm. so when the, when the wind actually penetrates, what happens is, and the cold penetrate, it blocks the ability of the body to protect itself and the ability of the immune system to function properly. So see, it's a very different approach. So in fact, uh, we do believe that viruses and bacteria have an impact, of course. However, 
we, we're always carrying viruses and bacteria in our body. I mean, we have, Absolutely. right? We, we have strep in the body at all times. Uh, we have viruses at all times. Um, you know, many people are catching, you know, uh, the latest uh, virus, viral epidemic, right? Of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, necessarily. So, yeah, something to keep in mind. Uh, so what we do with acupuncture is we try to warm up the outside of the body when somebody catches a wind cold. So we use moxibustion mm-hmm. on points that will transport the heat from that point to the vulnerable areas, the back, the neck, the sinus area. And we try to, uh, by warming the channel, we say we scatter the cold. And that helps the immune system, system to now very easily and freely get rid of this pathogen. Now, of course, what happens with, with uh, wind-cold invasions, we call them, uh, if they're not resolved properly, then they can go deeper in the body and start to become a bacterial issue. Right. And that happens, let's say, you start out, you know, you went out on a cold day, you, you know, you, you, you have the sniffles, right? You got to get neck mm-hmm. tension. Um, you might not have body aches yet, but, you know, and then for some people, it easily will turn into a sore throat. Well, that's when mm-hmm. already at that point, when you get a sore throat, it's gone it, a little bit internal. And so it, it becomes, when it goes internal, it becomes bacterial. That's really the principle. Um, and so if it goes into your chest, even deeper, right? It goes even deeper. Mm. So we, we have protocols to open the chest area, to clear any cold <clears throat> that's still there, and also to clear some of the bacterial, um, uh, to clear the heat that's caused in the, the body. Heat. Right. So points on the hands and feet, generally, clear mm-hmm. heat. Um, in fact, you know, I have essential oil remedies in the office that I will give people uh, when they have these initial stages of cold with, with a sore throat or, or just, just the sniffles and runny nose. Um, and depending on whether it's changed to heat uh, or whether it's still a wind cold, I give them a different f- uh, formulation of essential oils. Love that. And I and I have them put it on acupuncture points, so it, it really gives them the whole benefit of acupuncture plus the medicinal benefit of the oils, which is very powerful. In fact, my my best remedy uh, mm-hmm. at the early stage of a cold is to take uh, an essential oil re- remedy that I make, which is uh, just three ingredients: um, eucalyptus globulus, which is a warming essential oil, um, and uh, with uh, terebinth, which is also warming and tends to move things outwards to the surface, which is what the body naturally does when you have a cold. Your body wants mm-hmm. to sweat. body wants yep. to sweat and wants to urinate. So this helps that. Uh, and rosemary, which also is very spicy and warming and helps move things to the surface, helps warm the surface. And that usually is so effective that, you know, even after using it a couple times on the first day that I have the symptoms... The cold, mm-hmm. it just does, the cold is gone. It, it doesn't develop. It's really, That's really great. effective. Yeah. I used eucalyptus and lemon for my last cold and it was great. Yes. Yeah, so lemon is antibacterial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it'll prevent, right? Uh, things from mm-hmm. becoming bacterial. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eucalyptus is great. Um, Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just one of the things I do. I mean, another remedy would be to take uh, a, a 
a cup of hot tea made from mm -hmm. fresh ginger, three slices of fresh ginger in boiling water, and you add a little bit of lemon. You can also add uh, uh, honey, a little bit of honey to help mm -hmm. it move uh, more quickly and to be absorbed more quickly into the cells. Yeah. Yeah. Good remedies. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so I was wondering about, what was I going to say? About uh, why do some uh, points, you said like in your hands, like when I do acupuncture, I notice that if I move my hands a certain way with when the needles are in me, it's super, super painful. Right. Is it because that it's an extremity? Why, why does it hurt as okay. much? So the extremities are going to be more sensitive because you have more nerve endings right. there. And mm -hmm. anytime you move your muscles, of course, the needle's in there, uh, there's a chance that the needle will now get stuck, in a sense, onto the fibers mm -hmm. of the muscle. And then, you know, uh, then, then it starts to, to tear at the muscle, basically, you know, so you don't want that. Oh, wow. So then it has to be adjusted. That's all. You know, acupuncturist has to adjust it um, for you. So that's why. Yeah. Oh, I always wondered because I'd move it and I just like, oh, yeah. Terrible. It's horrible pain. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, and there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of nerves there, especially uh, between the thumb. There and is the, a lot of nerves. You know, between the thumb oh and, the, and the index finger, that's a point that, that which is very innervated and it's a very useful point. So it's often needled. Yeah. Is that also the point where, like, you can massage if you're nauseous? Okay, so the, a that's a different point. <laughs> actually, that, that's, that's, that's a, a different point, point. That's a point that's actually um, uh, about two inches above the wrist crease on the anterior forearm, which is where the tendons are, uh, the, those tendons that stick out when you make a fist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that, that's, a, oh, that's a pericardium okay. point. That's uh, not for the colds, but uh, very useful for nausea, definitely. Nausea, yes, because yeah. I would have... Uh, uh, motion sickness so I right. was always told to massage there so I would do that to myself in a trucker car or someone in a big van <laughs> when I would have it yeah and it's not a, such an easy point to massage right because you could really get it no it's not yeah but but you know with your intention that can go a long way uh, you know you, yeah. your intention would be then to just go uh, allow the energy from your finger to go deep and then to move the energy down towards your elbow which would tend to move things down in the body, move things downward. But that's, that's a different awesome. topic, but it's very useful. Yeah. So also, why do acupuncturists check out the tongue in the beginning? What is the meaning behind that? Okay, so the tongue uh, reflects um, a lot of things. And it, it, there's a topography of the tongue which can help you understand what's going on in different uh, body parts. So the front of the tongue, the very tip is relates to the heart. So, and then mm -hmm. just behind the very tip of the tongue, still in the front of the tongue, reflects the lungs. So basically mm -hmm. you can see the tip of the tongue being the top of the body. And then the middle, the center part of the tongue is the stomach and digestive mm -hmm. system at the very root of the tongue like far in closer to the throat uh it's more the, the lower uh, organs kidneys the bladder and also the intestines right so and we look at the color of the tongue itself the shape whether mm -hmm. there are cracks and the thickness of the coating 
So sometimes uh, a thicker coat, right? A thicker coat always mm. shows what we call an excess condition, meaning that you have some invasion of microbes in there or, or yeast or some, you know, uh, accumulation, right? So some mm. people have a thick coat at the very back of the tongue, and that, that shows usually that the intestines are not clear. They're having mm. some trouble eliminating there. If the front of the tongue is, has more, more coat, uh, that shows phlegm in the lungs, right? That's the upper body. Mm. See? Yeah. Yeah. And the cracks show dryness. Like dehydration? It could be dehydration, uh, but it's mm -hmm. long-term dehydration. So let's just say you have yeah. a crack. A lot of people have a central crack that runs through the very center of the tongue, sometimes to the tip. Um, that, that's basically an erosion of the fluids in the stomach uh, that could be affecting also the chest uh, fluids. And that's usually always actually from emotional problems. I mean, anxiety, oh, worry, okay. too much anxiety and worry. Like IBS, like people with IBS would probably have that. Very often they would have that. Very often. Yeah. Yep. Mm, interesting. That is very... And also how about um, like food poisoning, like a bacteria, SIBO, like would that... Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In for... fact, you know, early in my career when I was still a massage therapist, mm -hmm. I had a patient come in who had really dirty looking uh, coating on the tongue and thick. And I said to him, man, I, you know, you really got to clean out. You're, you're not at all. <laughs> in the, and I usually, we, you know, we try to be polite with people. <laughs> we look right. at the yeah, um, of course. You know, I said, you know, you, you got to detox and, and don't wait. And, you know, it, he ended up in the hospital because he had, he <gasps> was developing an internal intestinal an infection in his intestines. Oh my goodness. So he was so impressed that I saw that, um, you know, so I want to go back to the cracks for a second because that's important in terms sure. of our ability to resolve the cold, a cold and flu. One of the important things in terms of getting better from the flu is to have enough mm -hmm. adequate uh, amount of fluids. And that doesn't okay. just mean like drinking a glass of water, water. you know, I mean, fluids are a lot more than that. Uh, there's electrolytes in fluids, right? There's calcium, magnesium, copper, mm -hmm. there's minerals, there's all kinds of substances. Good yeah. stuff. Um, and so when the, the tongue is either dry or it's got a lot of cracking, and especially it's a lot of cracking and it's dry, um, these people are more at risk when they catch the flu. Because being mm. able to sweat profusely and in that one sweat, get rid of the pathogen is very important. Uh, you have to be able to sweat. So a lot of people don't realize that when you catch a cold, you really need to stay very well hydrated. And, you know, that's why like the chicken vegetable soup is so important. You know, yes. you're getting the electrolytes. Bone broth, getting, stuff yeah, like you're getting electrolytes, you're getting the, the basically something about the bones is really important. Because mm -hmm. so many of our immune cells are, their, their uh, creation in the body begins there. You know, a lot of the lymph system uh, is developed in yes. the bones. So bone broth is supporting our bones, you know, and our immune system. It provides warmth to the body. That's one of the things it does. 
uh, we call yang energy, which is the basis of this, this defensive energy that we have. So having enough fluids, uh, not having your regular, you know, bagel breakfast, <laughs> which people do, um, but ha have soup, you know, you're sick, have soup, you know, until you're sick of soup, you know, for three days, that's it. Yeah. Heal yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. So everybody drink bone broth, please. Make it and drink it. <laughs> yes. Make it yourself. It's better. Yeah. And so why do you also check out the pulses on the wrist? What does that tell? Okay. So um, the pulse on the wrist, believe it or not, says a whole lot more than just the rhythm of the heart. In mm -hmm. fact, we we look for different uh, qualities of the pulse, including how fast the artery is pulsating under each of the three fingers that we place on the wrist area. We place the, the, mm. the, the three fingers along the, uh, the artery that runs just below the thumb on the anterior wrist. And uh, the pulse is different on the left and the right hand. So on the left hand, uh, closer to the wrist crease, it reflects the state of the heart and small intestine. Uh, as you move back in this, this, under the center finger, the second finger that you place, it reflects the state of the gallbladder and liver, depending on how deeply you press. And, mm. and the third finger, it's the bladder and kidneys. And on the other side, uh, it's the lungs, large intestine, and then the stomach and spleen, and then something we call vital fire, which is related to the adrenals and the immune system as well. Um, um, uh, you know, when you have, anyway, I don't have to get into more detail about that. <laughs> um, usually, good run if you down. have a cold, a um, good... you're going to have what we call a floating pulse on the right wrist, okay. right at the crease, right at the point the, 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 where you... Floating yeah, pulse. The, finger that's closest to the crease you're going to have mm -hmm. a floating pulse which means that with very light pressure you can feel it pushing up against your finger huh. and that means the body is trying to push this thing outward out of you yeah mm. and that's the problem with vaccinations if you don't mind i'm going to say something about that sure go ahead because i heard something yesterday that kind of troubled me about the covid vaccine coming I, up so i'd love your okay. take <laughs> yeah, I heard that they're, they're going to try to make it mandatory um, in New York. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's not what I heard. I just heard that there is something in it that's going to affect women's fertility. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. that would be alarming. Yeah. Um, okay, so absolutely. I, yes. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Right. Who knows? I'd love your take on it. Let's. <laughs> so the it. problem with 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 taking a flu vaccine is, you know, and I could mm -hmm. never put this in writing anywhere, is that, you know, given the politics of vaccines. Um, 100%. <laughs> uh, you know, um, the problem with putting a flu vaccine into the blood level as a shot is that you're bypassing the immune system the way it's designed to actually respond to that type of pathogen. So the immune system is designed when a virus or bacteria comes in from outside, it's designed to either sweat it out or urinate it out. 
if mm-hmm. necessary, if the pathogen goes deeper in your system and it becomes a digestive problem. You know, some people catch a, a, a cold and it goes straight to their gut and they develop diarrhea and nausea. Right. Um, those are the three main ways that the immune system is designed to function. If the, the immune system is unsuccessful at resolving things in that way, the pathogen will go deeper into the blood level where it begins to affect the internal organs negatively. So, you know, we believe that over time, an unresolved cold could result, for example, in uh, uh, colitis or diabetes. Ooh. Okay, or even, uh, even chronic reflux could be, uh, uh, yes, really? it could be, it could be oh a, my a, gosh. a consequence. Um, and definitely allergies. I mean, allergies are basically, in most cases, an unresolved cold pathogen. So the problem with the vaccines is that the way the body is usually going to respond is not going to have the normal immune response, um, but it can lead to autoimmune problems where you have a pathogen, the body's immune system is now going to attack itself, okay, because it's now being, inflammation is being created inside the body. So the normal mechanism isn't there and it kind of the body gets confused, you know, and it begins to attack its own cells. So that's the risk. Now, what you can do if you have, if you decide to take the vaccine, you don't have Mm -hmm. to develop that side effect. What you can do is you can either get an acupuncture treatment where we actually, Mm -hmm. you know, compel your body to sweat and urinate it out, sweat it out, urinate, Mm -hmm. Uh, you may have a healing crisis. And that would be a good thing. You know, healing crisis means you have a low grade fever, you know, and and you don't feel good Mm -hmm. for a couple of days. That's okay. Like a little sore. Yeah, you might have some body aches, you might feel tired. Yep. Um, Or um, you take an, Mm -hmm. you know, herbal remedy, drink something that will help you have the same immune reaction. Like if you take, for example, a very strong cup of, of ginger tea, you take that a couple of times, mm-hmm. say the day you get the vaccine, that's going to help you sweat out uh, uh, at least some of this pathogen and you, know, you have a better chance of not having a problem. If there are um, heavy metals in a vaccine, uh, we, have, right. we have some pretty easy way to chelate heavy metals out of the body. So... There's a stone called black tourmaline, which you're familiar with, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. black tourmaline. Uh, very protective against electromagnetic radiation. Uh, it's also mm-hmm. very good um, to chelate heavy metals from the body. In yes. fact, um, I heard from my teacher who uh, teaches, uh, he's a Chinese medicine practitioner who teaches about the use of stones for healing. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I heard from him that if people take it for too long, it will also chelate the mercury fillings that they have in the mouth, meaning that they'll start to lose really? the fillings. Yes. Um, so that's, you know. That's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I guess that's a good if you're ready to, you know, pay the money to, ch- to do all that dental work. But, um, you know. All right. Uh, so, so, so you would only need to take the tourmaline water for 
a couple of days, two or three days. Yeah. Got it. That's cool. I drink smoky quartz water. Okay. So smoky quartz is also a good uh, uh, protective and it helps uh, clear mm-hmm. out EMF, electromagnetic frequencies. Yes. Uh, so that's good. I don't know about heavy metals. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't think it's heavy metals. I just learned that it's great for healers and people who work with energy. And I found that just drinking it and not even changing my diet or exercise, I was dropping weight. Like everybody was telling me, oh, you look amazing. You look great. What are you doing? I was like, listen, if I told you, you'd probably think I'm crazy. So let's just say diet and exercise. (laughs) Right. Not my water. Right. Yeah, you really have to, you know, always know what your audience is. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It's my best kept right. secret. So there are some herbs that people can take um, and put them in soup to help preventatively for cold during Ooh. cold season. Let's see if I do any of them. <laughs> so what the Chinese <laughs> often use is they use astragalus. Astragalus, um, okay. Astragalus um, and red dates. So astragalus is a chi tonic. So it's a wonderful herb in terms of helping to increase the, the energy and it also helps to move it to the surface of the body to protect you. So uh, it's one of the main ingredients in a protective formula that we sometimes give people um, before allergy seasons to help, help them have less allergies um something called wind screen wind screen formula so you can imagine so it's a screen against the wind um and that's one of the major herbs in that yes fitting right another (laughs) herb that's in that formula is uh uh, white attractor lotus which is baiju that's the chinese name and that uh helps strengthen the digestive system and which which is important because uh, what people don't realize, especially in modern day America, is that mm-hmm. the habit that so many people have of having a lot of salad in their diet is going to now weaken directly, weaken your defensive energy. It's going to weaken your immune system. Why? Huh. Because raw food is energetically cold. And so yeah. the cold... And it's hard to digest. You have to, your body has to use more, has to do more work in order to break down the protective layer of the plant, okay, in order to get the nutrition. And so that depletes what we call yang, Y-A-N-G, yang energy in the body, which is a warming energy, which is the basis of our immune system. And so a lot of the people that I see who, you know, one of the things I do when I, um, check them out besides taking the pulse and look at the, at the tongue is I palpate their abdomen mm-hmm. and the abdomen oh. in people who do eat a lot of salad is going to be cold. I mean, pretty much across the board and, you know, and Makes so you know, yeah. same thing for weight loss. You know, you don't, you can't, it's very difficult to lose weight if you're having a lot of salad because your metabolism is going to lower. It's going to drop. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. My mom told me this story once that um, she was talking to a friend and the friend's like, oh, I'm having difficulty losing weight, but all I'm uh, <laughs> doing yeah. is eating salad. Yeah. 
And then she's like, well, what do like cows eat and stuff? They're all eating grass and they're not. Okay. So here's the thing. So So cow is a cow, right? So here, here's one of the differences between uh, my teacher who's really, you know, he's, um, is a very spiritual person and, and really a master in terms mm-hmm. of understanding nature, you know, in a profound way. That's wonderful. And so what he's pointed out in class is that the different, the reason why humans cannot digest raw food mm-hmm. the way cows can is that we stand up on two legs. We are not on all four legs. So he mm-hmm. said, animals who are on all fours get a lot of Yang, that word again, yang energy from the earth. And he said, now, if you did yoga all day long and you were on all fours doing upward dog, downward dog, you know, maybe you <laughs> could have more yang energy. You could digest the food, you know, but, but we don't do that. Right. No. So, yeah. No. Plus, that is so fascinating. <laughs> That's int- I like that. Yeah. Thanks for, I'm glad I brought that up. As silly as it sounds to some people, but yeah. that's good. And I'm going to make sure that I tell them that Ah, that's funny one more thing that I wanted to discuss because I see a lot of women using acupuncture to get pregnant because I think infertility is like on the rise right now and I see a lot of young young girls just struggling right getting pregnant probably because of these vaccines perhaps a lot of people think that but why should somebody who's struggling to get pregnant come get acupuncture? I'm so glad you asked that question. Uh, because, you know, usually, sure. usually people wait and wait and then they do IVF. And then they, they might get mm-hmm. acupuncture so with IVF. It is sad, in mm-hmm. my view. Um, it's sad for me too. Is my view, it's much better, obviously, to conceive of a child within the uterus the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> Nature designed it that way. There's mm-hmm. reasons energetically. And spiritually mm-hmm. um so acupuncture and chinese medicine actually the way that we approach regulating the menstrual cycle and preparing a person to get pregnant is very sophisticated so in conventional medicine the main focus is on the hormones you supplement yes. the hormones you know you you pump them up with hormones and then you extract the eggs you know it's really doing violence to the body but you know i understand if you if you have no time and you know mm-hmm. you really want to just get this done and you know and you absolutely must have a child it's okay right you know people get pregnant then mm-hmm. they have healthy children fine um yeah. but what we can do is um uh, help the, the different factors involved here. If blood flow is important, okay. Yes. Many women have clots when they menstruate, and so mm-hmm. that means blood stagnation issue, right? So we can regulate that yes. with acupuncture. Uh, sometimes we also use herbs. By the way, many we many women have mm-hmm. uh, an accumulation of. Uh, microbial environment, parasitic environment, which causes phlegm to accumulate, you know, because phlegm Mm -hmm. tends to happen when people have a parasitic environment. And the phlegm is heavy, it goes down to the uterus area. That interferes with implantation. Okay. It also can interfere Mm -hmm. with the hormones. Um, I actually helped a woman get pregnant who had PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian 
uh, syndrome, right? Um, mm. She didn't, wasn't try, was, was not trying to get pregnant. Fortunately, she was married. Um, mm. And, you know, after three months, she actually announced to me that she was pregnant, you know? That's yeah. awesome. I love hearing stories like this. Yeah, it was That's great. great. Um, the biggest, you know, the biggest factor in menstrual problems, honestly, is uh, stagnation in the liver, usually, which is caused by stress. The liver mm-hmm. channel, the meridian that transports liver energy, runs through the genital area. Uh, when the liver gets out of balance, it gets stagnant. And that right. can cause us to be irritable. Um, by the way, mm-hmm. also people who do not express themselves, right? Yes. And, right. Yeah. And so they're not expressing their emotions. They're whole bottling things up. Many times they're pretending to be someone they're not. I mean, women do that because we're under a lot of pressure socially. Mm, 100%. Um, and then the liver gets stagnant and it causes, it can cause this, these clots to form over time. Blood stagnation due to the energy not flowing through. And that definitely will interfere with pregnancy. And so actually, yeah. a, few, um, a few years back, I was reading that in, I think it was Finland, um, uh, IVF is only covered by insurance if the patient also is getting acupuncture. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Because this, the results are so dramatically better. You know, the, the, it's like 60% more effective if you're also getting acupuncture, right? And uh, acupuncture alone will, will help you have a healthy pregnancy uh, in most cases. Mm-hmm. You know, it really will help. Um, if I have another minute, I'll say one more thing about pregnancy. Sure. Cause it's so important. Uh, sometimes... Uh, they say, you know, there's, there's an inability to get pregnant and there's no reason given. There's no medical reason why everything's perfect, the eggs are good, the man's mm-hmm. sperm is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's something spiritually not lining up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm not saying that's the case in all cases, but, you know, of course, very often that's the case. And so uh, having... You know, are you really ready to have this child? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is there something in you blocking it? Um, are you mm. in, you know, in transition in your living space? Are you moving every year? You know, you don't, you don't have a nest, right. you know. Uh, one of my patients who was having trouble, first on the first session, I said to her, because she was living in her mother-in-law's house and having construction done in the home they were going to move into on her schedule is going to be after she gets pregnant. (laughs) Um, She's getting IVF. So, you know, and, and their living space was horrible. I mean, it was a mess. Her bedroom was a mess. And and so I said to her, okay, first thing you have to do. Okay. She's, she's she's living at her mother-in-law's, her husband's room is still the way it was when he was a kid. Why don't you move the mess into his <laughs> old bedroom? Do you know what I mean? And right. have a living yeah, space. You know, she's now pregnant. This is three months later. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, no, I'm not saying that's, you know, that was a factor, right? It's just one right. of the things. 
It's the small thing that you can change if you want this big thing to happen to you. You can change up your living space and create a homey environment for a child to right. come into. And that's where, you know, also hiring a feng shui person can be very helpful too. You know, to, yeah. to set up the space uh, in a way that energy is flowing, it feels happy, um, if there's enough space there for, for a new person, you know? Is there a new, enough space in your own mind exactly state of mind heart Heart yeah and And also get crystals (laughs) yes so one of the (laughs) yeah i've I've developed a profound love for crystals and definitely you know there's a variety of crystals that that could help lower your stress and um Mm -hmm. help you get grounded and calm down and you know being less stressed is the number one thing hundred percent in life where can everybody find you to book you okay so um i i have a website it's marieregisacupuncture.com um if you also you can find me i have a google listing with testimonials that you can read about the results people have had from me um and um they could call my number the best way to reach me is to is to call me um, I have an office number, which is also a cell, which is 516-455-2206. Um, or you can email me at marie at marieregisacupuncture.com. That's Let's take a short break. I wanted to talk about, obviously, I'm all for small female-run businesses, and I have to shout out to Lola's in new jersey that's at lola's nj on instagram it's run by melanie gibson she is 23 years old and she owns her own business she carries the cutest sets the best sets for your work from home wardrobe best accessories all designer inspired great jewelry at affordable prices and she supports other female-owned businesses obviously i had to get behind that and i had to collaborate with her so shop lolasnj.com or go on Instagram and tell her I sent you. Enjoy. Happy shopping. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I'd really appreciate ratings on Apple reviews subscribe share to your friends family anyone you really think would benefit it and thank you always for the support